Welcome to Productivity Mastery. Stoy here, a productivity and performance coach on a mission to help businesses and people get the most out of their time. On this podcast, I'll bring you exceptional performers and together unlock what it takes to perform at your highest level. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode. My guest today, Katrina Kurt, very impressive uh, young lady, ambitious, always really, really motivating and inspiring. But on top of that, she's she's somebody that's uh, that's also great into delivering practical advice, strategies, and consulting companies how to get the best out out of their social presence, especially on LinkedIn. She's personally been consulting me, gave me a lot of great tips and. Um, and great uh, strategies, open my eyes for a lot of things. I love joining her talks and her workshops because they are always filled with, you know, they're very structured, very practical, and Katrina always knows uh, what to share. She's a geek into, you know, digging into what are the what are the best uh, things out there, what are the best tools, hacks, but uh, more than anything, uh, the strategies, the habits that will will bring your your brand to the next level and help you to generate more sales so it's my it's my honor and pleasure to uh to have here katrina katrina how are you this morning after your little adventure hello stein first of all thank you for such a wonderful and lovely introduction it's always good to talk to you uh, hello, everyone who's joining. Uh, I hope you'll find this uh, session today really valuable. And yeah, I'm back in Lithuania. Uh, from I traveled all the way from Denmark uh, the last uh, two days, and uh, it's good to be home. It's good to good to be back in Lithuania and have my morning coffee and uh, do a live about social selling. So tell me a little bit about your journey. What's you know, how, how did you decide to, to quit your corporate job and, and dig Brian, in on your... I don't think I can hear you. Okay, I, I can hear you very well. Just <laughs> let's try to let's try to sorry fix guys, we have technical difficulties like always. <laughs> Maybe you uh get these things off. Okay, I'll uh I'll try to take these off. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. There you go. That's that's how we fix the uh, problem. So, welcome back, Katrina. So, my question is in regarding your own personal journey. How, how, why did you decide to you know to quit your corporate job and to to embark on this journey uh, building Linkedist? And what is actually Linkedist? So yeah, Linkedist is uh, where we help other companies be better with the power of LinkedIn, and uh, it did kind of come really naturally to me, meaning that I started being active on LinkedIn four years ago. And uh, ever since then, you know, started working with LinkedIn and uh, people started to reach out and companies started to reach out. So after a while, I just saw that there was this untapped market, met the right people, talked with the right people. And uh, it led to, you know, starting LinkedIn. And in general, uh, we're just really trying to help other companies be better and sell their products or services. You know, for me, it's all about actually showing companies that there is such power with marketing and social media, and especially when it comes to professional networks, 
and um, showing them how can these networks like LinkedIn bring really great results to their businesses. So uh, eventually what I want to do with LinkedIn and what we want to do with LinkedIn is to help other businesses be better. Yeah, you guys are already doing it with uh, with companies like Lego and and Danfoss and so on. So it's it's pretty impressive to to follow your journey. Actually, I can see Giedre is already commenting. She's having her coffee with us. Hello, Giedre. Hello. Great to see you. By the way, fantastic profile picture. I gotta say, really sharp. I agree. <laughs> and, uh, I agree. We also have Iskra, a very good friend, a participant from um, some even masterminds network. She's a coach former movie producer beautiful person hi iskra yes uh, great to see that you can hear us both uh i always love to hear you as well and then we have zare also drinking her coffee with us (laughs) beautiful so if any of you guys have a question today we're going to speak about social selling and what is the difference between social selling what is the different approaches when it comes to this so feel free to tune in and put your questions in the comments and we'll we'll try to discuss them we're just drinking coffee and talking about productivity yes. so yes cool 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 so katrina let's let's get into it shall we let's do that yeah let's social do that. selling social selling what is this kind of animal talk to me what is social selling? Yeah, so I think it's like a buzzword that a lot of people are hearing it, this like phrase these days, but not everyone really understands what it is. So in simple words, when I have to explain to people what is social selling, I say it's simply um, salespeople using uh, social media to engage and find new prospects. So um, again, it's usually sales departments, salespeople using the power of either LinkedIn or sometimes even Facebook to engage with potential uh, potential clients. Fantastic. Yes. Iskra, uh, kittens, I love your coffee mug and the size of it. <laughs> Beautiful comment. Thank you, Iskra. Okay. <laughs> it's also great to have uh, coffee with you. So getting back to that. So so Katrina, back to the back to the social selling. So is how relevant is for anyone in 2020 to, to be using social selling or having the support of their strategy when it comes to sales, when it comes to branding? I mean, I think it's very relevant if your audience and your potential clients are on social media. Of course, if your audience is a 50 old uh, woman, man, or older, let's say 70 year old uh, people, not 50, 50 probably still can be found on LinkedIn, but maybe if it's 70 years old people, let's see, right? Um, then not all of them have LinkedIn or use it, so they're not on the platform. I guess social selling is not so interesting for you. But if your audience is on LinkedIn and uh, if they fall into the range, a range of, uh, of the age and, uh, and the needs and, and so forth, then LinkedIn is a really good place for you to to sell to sell your products or your services. So uh, when you ask the question like, is it really relevant for a lot of companies? Uh, the answer cannot be like pretty straightforward saying yes or no. Um, it depends on if your audience is there. Mm-hmm. And when, when it comes to social selling, what are some 
you know some of the 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 bad approaches like you probably have been you know i'm sure there were some people who are trying to sell you stuff like as, a, as an individual as a, as a company on linkedin for example what are some of the don't do don't be that guy kind of things when it comes to social selling some examples maybe yeah that's a good question so since we know that social selling is basically selling through your prospects through social media uh, we know that one of the ways to do that is either to, you know, write private messages on LinkedIn. Let's let's talk about LinkedIn today, right? So uh, sell, uh, send private messages, send in-mails or um, engage in the comment section and um, yeah, maybe share and, and like, right? So these are the ways how you can literally engage with your prospects. And some of the mistakes that I see people do is usually in the uh, messaging section of engaging and sometimes even in the comments, meaning that uh, sometimes when people approach new prospects, they don't even do their research. That's the biggest mistake. No research about their potential prospect and kind of like sending the cold outreach messages, which are um, looking like templates without any personalization. And that is like one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen. I'm getting a lot of these type of messages. I've never replied to them. Or if I do, I actually tell people, you know, this is like, this is something you need to fix because it's not gonna, uh, at least it's not gonna work with me. So um, yeah, the biggest mistake is no personalization in cold outreaching to people. And also the same, doing the exact same thing in the comments, you know, when uh, someone makes a post instead of commenting something uh, around uh, the post itself, some people actually write uh, down in the comments that, hey, I can help you with this. Uh, my number is this and this and the website is this and this. So uh, it's really it's really annoying and it's it's too straightforward. So that's the biggest mistake. You know, it's it's in a way. <laughs> uh similar to you go into a bar and and you meet this person that you find attractive and you say hey i really like you do you want to get married <laughs> so, so yes. like like it's 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 more or less the same thing right like we're not there yet maybe maybe i like you maybe we like each other but let's get to know each other first before we kiss right like it's the the same kind of thing like people are you know I, i'm impressed how people you know will send a hundred or a thousand of those uh, messages I don't know if they have any conversion rate, but but you're dealing with human beings, and you need to you need to you need to befriend people. You need to give value, right? Especially when you're doing a cold approach, as we're talking about cold approach. Um, nobody knows you, so so why no. should I talk to you? Like you don't do that on the street, you, you or you don't want to do to do that on the street, right? Somebody comes and says, "There's a conversation." I'm talking to you. Let's say somebody comes. Hey guys, uh, I'm listening to your donut conversation. Do you like to buy this uh, real estate, uh, dude? We're talking about donuts, yeah. you know. But but we do that on social media because you don't get this rejection right away, right? And it doesn't make any sense if you want to produce results. If you're and and we should probably define also what is the goal of this social selling. At the end of the day, are you the short short-minded person that is trying to get some sale quickly, or are you the person who actually wants to build relationships? to create value and based on that eventually somewhere down the road you will you know you'll have uh, some opportunities in front of you mm. uh, and of course there's a balance so it's actually that that's my next question when is the when is the right time for somebody to do 
You know, let's say you've been providing value, you've been adding some meaningful comments to a conversation with the with the prospect mm -hmm. that you want to reach. When is the moment to to go for an ask or to to ask for having a conversation or or presenting the product, the service that you would like the other person to consider? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no one secret recipe for this, uh, I guess, and it really depends on the relationship that you are uh, creating. Um, however, like the best strategy is to um, to. Sorry, I, do we have questions or what's happening? <laughs> I'm really getting. <laughs> no, no, I'm just showcasing okay. the comments. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so the best uh, the best strategy is actually to, you know, have um, questions or have a conversation that is actually leading to a natural suggestion of some kind or a natural question, right? So instead of like talking about something uh, and having a discussion about something and then two weeks later you just randomly out of nowhere ask about your like if they want your services that still might seem a little bit intruding and um, I think that the best way is actually to find a conversation line or uh, use templates in a way to you know like write down a few different templates of what are the questions going to be uh, in the future and how they're going to fall um, and then try to kind of go to that topic. So maybe at the end, uh, if you ask someone, what are you up to? What are you doing these days? What kind of products you work with? They're going to tell you about their products, their projects. And then the natural thing, I guess, will be for them to ask you what you're working with, what you're doing. So then you can start telling about your products or services and it comes out much more naturally. And if they're really interested, they will uh, then talk with you about those topics. So it's not that you can, you know, discuss one thing and then two weeks later, just ask, just try to sell. It still might not work. So uh, I guess it's, it all comes down to finding the right type of uh, chatting and conversations. Yeah, treat humans as humans. Like uh, I have actually a good example just a couple mm -hmm. of days ago of uh, somebody that, uh, you know, I wouldn't mention the name, but she doesn't know me. So mm -hmm. she adds me as a contact and she leads a, uh, adds a little note. And she says, and I can see her title is expert speaker, public relations, helping speakers generate revenue with videos. So obviously she's targeting me because I'm a speaker. And, mm -hmm. and her message is, Hi, Stoyan. I would love to connect. It's so inspiring to see how experts and speakers impact the world. Chat soon. Keep up the good work. It's like, okay, <laughs> like, like th that's not how you're going to get me. You know, don't be mm -hmm. sneaky. I'm not stupid. You know, people have high bullshit buttons. Like, better say something else, but like, don't try to say, it's great to see this. I'm like, at least be personal. If, if you've seen some of my article that you liked or like, okay, that's maybe we can start a conversation. So actually, I, I usually will not reply, but I, but I replied to her. I wrote her, thank you for a kind message. Indeed, doing my very best uh, to make an impact every day. It's always good to connect with people who are honest and authentic on the network. LinkedIn is full of people these days trying to sell you stuff. Have you also experienced something similar? Let me know okay. if you can support you. <laughs> So I didn't, get a reply. Reply. I didn't get a reply. I didn't get a reply. Okay. 
<laughs> but the thing is, don't don't be that person, you know. Like, I think she she probably wrote this message to a hundred or two hundred people there. She didn't put five minutes to to really research it. I mean, no. look, you can make friends, and it's and people people have it wrong. Think about if you really want to connect with somebody and. What can I give this person? Let me see their their newsfeed. Let me see the articles and post them. What do they care about? How can I create value to them? Can I connect them mm -hmm. to some people that uh, that they care about? You're talking about mm -hmm. LinkedIn, right? It's a personal conversation. It, you talk to other humans out there. So, yeah. so it's like, how can I, you know, I want to reach this super cool person. Okay, they, I want to reach them. They don't need me, right? So, so mm -hmm. that means I need to go up front and create some value. What do they, these people might need? And, yeah. and, and be honest. Be honest. You know, do, do it from from a place of this is a cool person. I just want to, you know. But but that's a. I don't know. Do you think the same way like I do? Or? Yeah, yeah. I think the same way, and I feel like the beauty is in the details. So what really gets you is something very detailed so for instance if someone tells you like you just said oh you're i can see you're such a great speaker it's amazing to follow you um it's nice like at least they know that you're a speaker it that's one thing that's at least something a little bit more personal right but it's not something that would get you whereas if they would say you know um it's nice to see that you're an international speaker I saw you lately spoke in uh, Latvia, Riga, uh, looked amazing from the pictures. Immediately, like that one sentence, the ending just really gets you because it makes you feel like the, that person spent some time or at least have been following you for a while um, to write you that kind of message. And it doesn't take a lot. It takes only one sentence to, fake, to make someone feel uh, much more special and much more appreciated so i feel like yeah the beauty is in the small details which you can get uh, by just looking at someone's profile for at least five minutes you can find you know any kind of um, interesting information in their summary section or in their um, activities or experience uh, certificates or recommendations even so um, i think it's uh, it's really great to do that and Recently, we have had um, with LinkedIn, we're, you know, training different companies around selling, around sales, also uh, around LinkedIn in general. And recently, we had one uh, sales team that we worked with. And basically, we gave them, and we did this challenge with a few more teams, but we gave them a challenge, like to any other team, um, and we asked them to uh, send 50 messages, uh, 50 uh, really personalized messages in two weeks and what happened like in the beginning we felt like there was uh, this kind of uh, you know saying from the sales side like this is so easy this is so easy like it takes nothing you can send 50 messages a day and whatever not but at the end of the day it's not about just sending 50 messages it's about sending 50 personalized messages in two weeks, meaning you actually spend uh, at least minimum to like 15, mes 15 minutes to, to write one message because you, you look at the profile of the person, you analyze everything, you read up, 
and then you kind of like define a very personal message so it's funny to see how um when we do these challenges it's you know people like being a little bit skeptical and thinking that this is gonna be easy but to really uh personalize a message and to uh, reach your prospect in a best way possible it takes some it takes some work it takes some time it does it does i'm just going to take a couple of comments it's not really questions sure. but we have some comments from okay. uh eva is tuning in with her coffee hi. <laughs> saying hi great to hear you both hello i have and, this huge mug <laughs> <laughs> yes the mug that this actually likes a lot uh <laughs> kittens i love your coffee mug size of it uh, then she also said, yes, I'm yet to explore the power of LinkedIn. Looking forward to lurking from, from LinkedIn from you. And she continues with the comments. Uh, yes, I constantly receive these messages. I admire the work you do without any mentioning of my posts. So true. The beauty is in the details. And um, <laughs> what I'm really curious to hear from you is one thing is, as we were discussing, reaching out in you know a cold approach with mm -hmm maybe sending a connection request with a little message and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm curious how, how big of a role plays the value creation content, like as a combination of value creation content. So you have some credibility and you have some, uh, you know, some additional material that will generate sort of like leads mm -hmm. combined with the, you know, they say marketing and sales is the, is the, fishing and hunting right so so how big of a role does it play to to be a content creator and and i'm saying that in a in the perspective of there's many people watching right now that uh you know maybe some of them have not been very conscious about the way they're doing social selling and and they want to start right now so so mm -hmm. how important is to to not only be reaching out and hunting but also to create value uh, focused content mm -hmm. So if you have both, if you're doing both content creation and uh, also doing cold outreach, it's, it's, it's magical. It suddenly becomes um, much better because if you reach out to some people and before they even answer to you, they check your profile and they see that you're creating a lot of content and you have a lot of people engaging with, you suddenly have much more trust or they have more trust in you and um, they're also seeing that you're maybe an, a somewhat of an influential figure in the topic or a thought leader of some kind, or at least are sharing your professional knowledge freely. So again, uh, having the combination of both, uh, creating content, showing your um, knowledge, showing your expertise, and at the same time also reaching out to people uh, via messages in the right way can be super powerful. Um, yet, uh, that is still called the uh, outbound leads, meaning that, you know, you are cold reaching to them and uh, and basically they answer to you and, and, and that's the cold outreach approach. But if you create a lot of content for a long time enough, let's say what happened with me now and with my colleague, uh, we have been creating content for, or at least I have been creating content for more than four years, right? And uh, right now, when we, you know, when we get the leads, 
is least they come through the content. They don't really, we don't do any cold outreach because we just reached the certain level of following and uh, trustworthiness from people's side. And uh, they can come, they can check my content. They can scroll as much as they want. They can see, you know, I've been posting all the time and uh, that's it. That's what rings a bell to them. And uh, I don't need to do any cold outreach. So I think um, the best is where you actually don't need to do any cold outreach, where you can just create content. But to get to that level, it takes a while. So um, what you want to do is you want to both start with creating content a little bit and cold outreaching to people and hoping that in a while, maybe people will start coming to you because of your content, not because of your cold messages. You have, by the way, really, really a great content. I, I love uh, following your content on LinkedIn. Specifically. You. Uh, it's very focused on, you know, generating value. It's, you know, it's it's very rarely going to be something, if if ever, I think it's mainly about, you know, here's some tools, here's practical things. This is something that can help you. Uh, but I think one thing that I would love to dig deeper into, you said to have been doing it for a number of years. And I think people feel like sometimes... You know, I'm just going to start posting in, in two weeks. I'm going to have, um, you know, thousands of customers and so on. So I'm actually curious to from you to 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 share with me what does it really take? Like when you say consistency, what has consistency been for you and for Gedre? Like for the like, when did you start it and how often do you post? How much work did you put into actually creating content on a daily, on a weekly basis? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. So uh, per week, I think I'm posting at least two posts, if not more. Uh, I'm trying to do two, three posts per week at least. And then sometimes it's even more. Sometimes, sometimes it goes up to four. Um, however, I think like I've been doing this constant posting with maybe a little break in the winter where I didn't post for a week or two. Uh, but in general, I have been doing this for the last, like I mentioned, let's say at least three years, like completely constantly, consistently, um, no bigger breaks. And, you know, even in the times where I would feel like uh, there are not enough ideas or I would feel like it's difficult to come up with something, I have like a, a, a specific idea drawer where I just keep like some ideas for the darker days or for the harder times. So even if I wouldn't feel like it, where some people would, you know, stop and kind of say like, yeah, I don't feel like it this week. I'm going to take a week off. And yeah, it's perfectly fine. Like to, to do some social cleansing and everything. But for me, it, you know, I just had a different goal, goal in mind. So even in the times when I wouldn't feel like it, I still had some ideas ready just to push them through because I know how the algorithm works, right? So it, it kind of doesn't work in your favor if you stop for a while. And um, yeah, I think consistency is where you start posting and where you continue posting for at least, you know, two times per week or one time per week it can be. But for a long time enough, it can be a year and so forth. It can be a few months and then you start gaining traction and you start get, gaining the, the audience. So uh, did I answer your question? You did, but I'm curious to actually know more. And, and specifically, um, 
one thing that I'm always curious about, there's different approaches, but I, I want to hear yours, is do you do you define and do you consult your clients to define, hey, this is this is the topic I want to be recognized as a toast leader at. And these are the this is the audience I want to be talking to. Let's say, you know, corporate business leaders, this is your target audience. And then when you're creating the content, are you more focused on I need to be talking to this audience? So my content is creating value for this audience, or is it is it the other approach of I want to be speaking from my heart, whatever topics are relevant for me. And people who are interested, they will they will connect. I think you have to to find a, like a middle ground where the things that you post are both talking to your audience and you like them too, you know. Um, or you just need to change the audience, like add new people who will be the people, right? The audience and you're talking about the things you like, you know. But uh, this is a great example with people that I train uh, privately. We always define their three or two topics, like topic areas, and we stick to them. And there's 80% of the times they have to be posting about those topics. And then 20% of the times um, they can post about something else like a book or whatever else they, they want to post. So it's very strict if you want to brand yourself as a thought leader in a specific topic and gain new clients through social selling. So, you know, it, it comes down to being uh, consistent, not only with times, but also with your topics. Um, and uh, I feel like, you know, the other week I had a workshop with uh, some biotech companies and someone from the workshop asked me, because they're startups, they asked me if um, I could share some of their posts uh, from their companies to help them grow. And I had to be honest and I said, I'm so sorry, but I really cannot share uh, your content with my audience because the content is about, let's say, uh, medical devices or, or other kind of uh, biotechnological in industry things. So it wouldn't resonate with any of my audience. And at the same time, I would look super weird because I've never posted about such stuff, you know? So, um, yeah, being consistent is super important because if someone is going to visit your profile and check your content, if they, and if they see, you know, something from sales, something from marketing, something from uh, finance, something from uh, business uh, history, whatever, um, they're not going to take you as an expert or a person in one specific area. I absolutely love what you say, the strategy of 8020. Uh, this is this is a very good way to like a compass, right? Because I I still think every once in a while, for the most part, you are focused on your topics. In my in my case, it's productivity and performance. You know that, and most of the content I post, most of the stuff that I do, is about how can you get things done, how can you be more effective, and so on and so forth. But every once in a while, you also want to have a little bit of character, right? And and post about something like to be human and to, to post about something that you kind of, you know, found some interesting topic that's not related yes. to this. So the majority of the stuff is about yeah. this topic, but then, but then there's this, well, that's, uh, that's really, we really cannot cool. be robots, you know, like I think also from time to time it like, and I know this with some of my clients, uh, they get bored. They get bored of talking about the same exact topics, even though, 
you might find like completely different angles and whatever not. So they need to have this uh, one or twice a month where they just post something funny or that's still related to their professional life, uh, but is more like down to earth or um, not so serious or it's like uh, not in their topic, right? So just to get that kind of a breather um, to feel like they're still uh, being a little bit in control because else, you know, it's all the rest of the stuff is controlled uh, by which topics they have to have. So at least they're looking forward to that those days where they can just post something completely different. So, you know, it's it's a part of being a human. Exactly. And uh, I'm going to read a few comments again. So Iskra has been quite uh, active today. Thank you, Iskra, for being part of the conversation. So she's she's writing us, I've been mainly creating content on Facebook and it certainly causes people to reach out to me. Surprise, surprise. So another comment from her. I love the idea of the idea drawer, Katrina. <laughs> and she, she has a follow-up comment, which is, I have my story treasure chest. <laughs> Beautiful folks, letter journal, where I write ideas that can be turned into stories. That is that is a great, that's a great uh, suggestion. I'm actually acquiring this idea from, from you and Iskra. Uh, and then she says that she, she needs to leave. I love being with you guys. Uh, we'll get to watch the rest in a replay. Just need to jump off, have an amazing day. And she's sending us a flower. <laughs> Thank you, Iskra, for the flower. And we have also Elena joining us. Hi, Elena. Great to great to see you. Hope you're enjoying your morning coffee Hi. with us. And we continue talking about social selling. And uh, I'm having another question, of course. Okay. And it's about we, we spoke about content, and and in fact, I joined a workshop you and your partner and LinkedInist Gendry did a few weeks ago. And it was really, really good. Would you would you share with us, um, you know, some of these content strategies? Because I found it really practical and useful. Uh, where can people get inspired about different type and formats about content? And what are some good formats you would uh, recommend yourself? Yeah, so um, that workshop, I guess it was all about content creation on LinkedIn, right? So uh, I think uh, we shared a lot of great tips and for people who want to actually read a little bit more or find some of those strategies, follow us on LinkedIn at Linkedist and we shared some of those uh, pieces of slides from the workshop in there. Uh, but on the other side, uh, some of the great content strategies are, let's say if you're struggling with content, then one thing you could do is just copy the techniques of people who are already doing really good on LinkedIn. So not copying the content itself, but copying the technique. So trying to find people who are creating a lot of content and seeing what really works. At the end of the day, when it comes to content, it's all about experimenting. It's all about um, finding what your own audience likes, what, what your own network likes. Um, but that could be one of the techniques. Uh, which is called the copycat technique, right? Technique, right? So we're copying something uh, like a technique of someone else. Um, another good. Well, I'm curious. Did you like apply some of the techniques or yourself? Or well, I definitely, I definitely been been using that one that you just mentioned. Uh, and I'm actually 
I've got some good tips from the workshop, but I think uh, one thing that would be interesting is how do you find these people? Like, do you define them by the topic area that you're about to post in, in your case? Or, or is it more like, let me go and find some people. It might be different topic area. It might be to talk about something different, but I can get inspiration from, you know, the, the, the formats, the how much text they put in the post, what kind of visuals they use and so on. Like, how, how do you, you know, what are the people that you model? The copycat strategy. So on LinkedIn, there are some, there is something called follow fresh perspectives, and it kind of suggests you a lot of people who are active or who have a lot of followers. So that's one place you can look at. Another thing is you can write a hashtag, let's say hashtag sales, and uh, see what kind of content is created around that, and see the top performing content, and in that way also find the people. Uh, or ask your friends, ask someone to to recommend you someone to follow and so forth. So there are a lot of different ways you can do that. Uh, but once you have someone you can look up to uh, from the content side, uh, just go to their co uh, content, their posts and see how long it is. Is it video? Is it text? Is it sound? Um, just try to analyze what type of content it is and um, how it's structured, how the stories are written and so forth. So just really inspiring, um, getting the inspiration from the technique. Well, one thing I, I really got inspired from the workshop and you can see it in the in the last couple of months, thanks Corona for the opportunity to, <laughs> to create content, but it was, um, of course it was the different content formats and I had to test and experiment what works for me, but for me it's always about effectiveness you know, how can I be most productive? How can I be most effective with my content? So it doesn't take me so much effort and it creates the most value. And mm -hmm. repurposing content is something that, you know, thanks guys for, for in the workshop, like to, uh, you know, I, I, I know the concept, but but I really needed to hear it and, and you discovered it in depth. So right now what I do is, what we're doing right now is, we have a live on Facebook and LinkedIn at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now this thing is going to be, you know, taken and it's going to be repackaged in, in my podcast, Productivity Mastery, as one of the formats that I'm putting into the hat of Productivity Mastery. So this is audio. Um, another thing I got inspired from the workshop was the audiograms, right? The Okay, we're going to take a, a few of those best uh, places from the, from the live session, and we're going to have another piece of content, like maybe half a minute, one minute of just the audio. We are doing those videos. And if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you can find a lot of videos. We add subtitles with my branding colors. Uh, and you've been really kind to me to remind me a couple of times, story on brand colors, you know? <laughs> so, it's important. <laughs> and so, 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 you know, I, I might create one piece of content, which then is getting recreated, repurposed in, in many different places and platforms. You know, it goes to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I, I started being active on TikTok as well. Like, small steps, small steps, but, uh, you know, getting there. So you can find me on TikTok as well. Um, and and that, that was amazing, you know. It was like, yeah, you know, it's one piece of content, you know, creating... 30 posts right at the end of the yeah. day so it's a good strategy that a lot of people forget uh because 
we're all screaming and we're all thinking that all we need to do and especially in big corporation as as well you know this is something i've learned uh, very early in the beginning of my career is when we were at a big you know working at a corporation and um someone just told me like why don't you just take uh something that is already existing and and repurpose that for for the slides and so forth and i thought that was like very logical and very underst- understandable but something that i've never thought about and in the corporations and in the companies everyone is all about creating new 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 and new content and you know new kind of brochures uh, a brochure for everyone a brochure for for selling that a brochure you know like it's 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 just content overload and we end up in a situation where we are in a company or uh, or in just in general in situation where we have too much content and we don't even know how to like get it out uh, to everyone until it gets outdated uh, so um, yeah like repurposing is one of the best strategies of course uh, all of our guru content guru Gary V is talking about this a lot as well and uh, I think the good thing in this situation is before you create a piece of content try to think about what's going to be its repurposing funnel. So uh, once you created it, what you're going to do with it? And when you have that kind of thing in mind, when you have the strategy, you don't need to write it down or anything. You just have to think about it for a little bit. Then you know how you can execute your piece of content. Then you know, okay, so if it's a live, maybe I need to post something before and add the live and after and then create an audiogram, right? So... Um, just really keeping that in mind, like what you're going to do with it. Yes. And what are the platforms that you're using? So the type of content that you're creating actually fits those platforms afterwards. Yes. And we have a question. Elena is coming with a question. Can you talk a little about how to structure the text posts for LinkedIn? Sure. Uh, thanks, Elena, for the question. So uh, there's really not much to it. I think when it comes to text in your LinkedIn posts, it's all about uh, keeping it in shorter paragraphs instead of one uh, big bunch of uh, text because it's just easier for people to read. So um, I always also suggest having the hashtags in the end, not in the middle, not in the beginnings. That's one thing about structure. And another is just, you know, trying to cut down uh, paragraphs uh, of text and help people skim read it faster and, and to understand it faster. And maybe sometimes, you know, when it comes to text posts as well, you can use uh, different emojis to make them even more visualized or um, more standing out. Yes, and you can go check out Katrina Court on her LinkedIn, and uh, you definitely see some more structure. She lost structured posts. I'm curious about the hashtags, though. Why why would you put them at the end and not uh, include them, um, you know, in between the sentence when you mention the words branding? You wouldn't hashtag branding there. You're gonna put it at the end. Is that what you're saying, mm-hmm. or? Yeah, so uh, you can totally uh, use hashtags in the text as well. I know not everyone likes to read it when they see, for instance, too many hashtag in, hashtags in the text. It gets some people a little bit annoyed. So uh, just have that in mind, uh, not to overcrowd it in the text. 
but else I feel like it's just supernatural as as just to see the hashtags in the very end of the post because if especially if they're not mentioned those words if they're not mentioned in the text itself uh, then it makes sense to put them in the end right I understand where you come from. I think I, I'm also one of these people. If I see like five, ten hashtags during the text, it's a little bit distracting. I mean, if it's one or two, and then the rest are in the bottom, then then it's way better. It's way more smooth for me to focus on what the essence of the content is. So, so it definitely makes sense. And we have a a comment, or is it a question? Let's see from Yeva. Yeva, it's great to have you here. So what she says is, if I would send proposal of collaboration as DM. I think it would highlight specific detail tactic. This business does great, showing I understand business and have investigated details. I would also add a short value description I can add if such service needed. Mm, so that was more of a comment rather than a question. Yeah, that's more of a comment. But but maybe what what did you say about it? What do you think, Katrina? Would that be a good approach in your perspective? Um, let me just read the question again or the comment. Um, yeah, so uh, proposal of collaborations. So when you're sending collaboration requests or some kind of proposals proposals for collaboration collaborating uh for a lot of people it does sound like something for free or something where you would you know share your expertise and they would share theirs so be careful about using the word collaboration because for me for instance when someone writes that i imagine that we're gonna do uh, a, a project together or uh, we'll be collaborating without any money involved right so be careful because i think what you have in mind is maybe uh an offer to work together instead of collaborate uh, so in that case i think it would still be best uh without like attacking someone with an offer right away but rather explaining what kind of minuses you see in in their business or where you could add value or like if you could jump on a 10 minute call with them and give some free advice that would be a way better approach but if it is collaboration then it's completely fine if it's something that you want to work together on without any money involved this then it's okay a, to send it in the first message it's such a good point like using the word collaboration could be like for me it also sounds the same it's like hey let's collaborate I have this mm -hmm. idea for, you know, I have a podcast and I want to get you in. Like, it sounds like something that we do with right? no monetary exchange. That That's how it sounds for me. Uh, unless you've already signed a contract, you can say, you know, I look forward to our collaboration. <laughs> but, you know, again, it's the, the finance already being taken care of. So I I, I would agree with this. And, and I think, the you know, getting back to the beginning of the, of our conversation, it's, what do you want at the end of the day, right? If you're selling B2B, for example, uh, whatever, like on LinkedIn, if you're selling and if you want to really connect with somebody, your your outcome is to get this this meeting, right? It's not to sell them. People people start selling after the high, you know, hi, I have this service, can help you with this. But mm -hmm. what you really want is to create some sort of a 
value exchange like you give value and you you at some point potentially can have a call with this person you can mm-hmm. listen to this person and you can understand what they're struggling with like why would you sell something before you know what the, the challenge of the person is hey i have these amazing pills for headache yeah man but i don't have a headache anybody yes. if i do you know who are you <laughs> so yeah yeah so yeah i hope uh, we answered your question yes or a comment but uh yes elena is also commenting and asking a question can you name one linkedin profile that inspires you the most except uh uh i think that uh, stephen bartlett uh profile is inspiring me a lot uh on linkedin and his content it's by itself um well there are some people in my circle that i know but just talking a lot about like people who create a lot of content from abroad is of course michaela alexis and dr natalia verkhovsky um they are the top leaders in the personal branding space and i think those profiles they really truly inspire me but also having a lot of connections and having a lot of uh contacts on linkedin makes it super difficult for me to actually see good content every day so um i actually have to go and check people and i know there are so many people who are not even having big audiences and they create really good content but i don't even remember their names so that's when it comes down to their personal branding are they they might be creating really good content but if it's not branded enough if the name is not sticking out and you don't remember it then there's no strong personal brand so yeah for now people who are actually working in personal branding space they have good personal brands and that's why i remember them yeah i love that you know the um it has to be artistic or it has to be you know creative but it also have to be effective if it's Mm -hmm. just amazing content but nobody gets to mm. you know it has to be effective so you grow your audience and and more people start following you and and my answer to this question will be very commercial uh, i actually you know I, I can name a lot of people but but just in terms of being inspired about formats and different type of content again gary v is, is you know if you guys haven't seen him i'm sure you did but um i love what I love about it, not exactly all the content he does, but I love that he's the way he's exploring different type of contents on different platforms and the consistency of execution of, I mean, you mentioned uh, posting on, on LinkedIn three times, four times a week. He's probably posting like four or five times a day. That doesn't mean you should do it this way, but what, what it means is you can, you can go and you can check from this guy's content which are the content pieces that are getting the most uh, engagement and why. And you can dissect that type, of, that type of content and try to think about which of those kind of relates to me, what type of formats and uh, you know ways of structuring the text, structuring the visuals can be something I can also use with my own message. So that's... Um... Yeah, I just need to... People need to remember that it's not actually Gary Vee posting it, so... Uh, and it's not Gary Vee sitting there and cutting the content for each channel. So just have that in mind because I think it's easy to go and get inspired and be all pumped up and be like, oh my God, I need to now create five content pieces a day to get to the level of that he is. But he has, you know, a 30 people team 
doing that for him. So uh, yeah, just get the inspiration from the technique uh, of the content pieces, but not always uh, just have the, in the back of your mind that, you know, it's, it's also, he's, he's not a human machine. He has a lot of people working for him to do that. Absolutely love this comment as well. Like I, I went to TikTok the other day and I was looking at the different content creators there because it's like, okay, that now there's a lot of attention there. Uh, Will Smith is amazing. Will Smith content is just like, like, I mean, this guy's just the best, like storytelling, the way he creates the content on the different platforms. But uh, if you go to Will Smith TikTok, you, you'd love it. And I was checking these guys out. And of course, Gary V has found his way to create motivational content for this platform that's a little bit quirky and, you know, younger audience and so on, which is quite good, quite inspiring, but it's also, it's also time consuming. If you see mm -hmm. his content, like to produce it, you need a team and it's time consuming. So, so you, you also need to be realistic and say, what, what is something that is not going to take me much of time and effort, but it's going to give a lot of value to my audience. So maybe, you know, forget about the fancy special effects and things on your videos. Like keep it simple to begin with. And hopefully, in a few months, in a year, you'll be able to to get somebody on board, a multimedia person that will help you to to do this. And then slowly, you're gonna grow into into improving the quality of your content. I mean, if, if I look into your content, Katrina, like it's uh, right now, it's completely different place where it used to be, right? Or my content as well. Like when. Yeah when we started so it's people good. Don't we're start. learning we're learning people don't, people don't start because they 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 think people will judge them and they want to be perfect from the beginning and this is you know talk to me about that <laughs> what did you tell these people it's hard to get over your uh, need for perfectionism and uh, a lot of people especially the ones who want to start with their personal brands they care about that a lot because every one of us cares about what other people will think of us, right? To some extent. So uh, it's really a hard barrier to, to get over. But once you get over, push through, uh, you see that people care more or less only about the value. And sometimes having a video that's filmed in a professional studio will make you much uh, colder and will drive you further away from your audience to make you seem unreachable. So it's all about, I'm not, now I'm not saying that your content should be of a low quality. I'm just saying that your content should be somewhere in the middle. It, it doesn't have to be completely studio lights, camera action, but it doesn't also have to be uh, completely Nokia 3310 uh, kind of quality, you know? So, um, just finding the middle ground using your phone and still uh, seeing that the content is like uh, you know representing you still the in the best way possible um that's all that matters in the end of the day so really trying to get over the barrier and also uh realizing that it it, it will keep you closer to your audience because you'll look more human yeah and if you can if you can kind of put your attention into how can I give, give, give value? Like, because it's very easy to, like the natural state to many of us is like, let me see how I can, you know, get my own goals into place. But, but if you kind of let go a little bit and say, what kind of advice to story can I post out there? So people who read it will actually get 
some value, we'll learn something, we get motivated, whatever the value means in your case. Uh, and it takes it takes a while to do that, you know, to do to deal with your internal thing around it, I think, you know, for me personally, at least. Mm-hmm. But the more you post with no expectations, it's just like, hey, I, I love to share this stuff and I love people to win. The more people connect to the content, you can see the, the statistics, at least uh, what I've been observing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Katrina, it's, it's been such a pleasure, but uh, it's also been almost an hour. So right now it's, uh, it's, uh, it's about time to kind of wrap this thing up. So much valuable advice. Thank you so much, Katrina. If people want to want to learn more, uh, you know, go find Katrina on LinkedIn. She's uh, she's quite active. She's doing a lot of cool quite. things. <laughs> <laughs> she's quite proactive uh, with uh, creating content and also being uh, being there and and joining conversations and so on. So find Katrina on LinkedIn. Uh, also, go and check out uh, what the guys are doing. Uh, at LinkedIn, she's the CEO and founder of LinkedIn. Uh, they're doing amazing stuff for companies, helping companies to grow through the power of LinkedIn, doing it in a really, really high quality manner. Katrina, did I miss some of the channels people can find you in? No, you didn't miss. And if you want to just, uh, you know, stay updated with the latest news uh, and uh, also see a little bit about read a little bit about the uh, good book recommendations also check my instagram katrina.kurt uh, where i share some some good tips and advice there as well and the biggest achievement of my week talking about book is uh, that uh, my own book my first book is out there right now <laughs> it uh, for those of you who are watching you can go and you can pre-order it with 60 percent off uh, it's going to be out in a couple of months 31st of july but now you can already pre-order this book two years in the making i want my hours back <laughs> but i can't get them back uh, so we me and my co-author christopher alonso from uh, the ceo of startup wise guys have put our hearts and souls into this book and uh, the biggest achievement for my week is that katrina shared with me that she will make a review on her social media <laughs> <laughs> yes i'll make a review i already uh, pre-ordered the book I, I cannot wait to read it and i think uh, i can really uh, say that this is gonna be a book full of value and uh, and a lot of good practical tips so everyone just check it out support these guys i know how hard you've been working so i i can only expect the best <laughs> thank you so much katrina check it out if it, if it sounds like something for you pre-order it if not you know just uh, go on with your day <laughs> have an amazing day and uh i'll be i'll be soon with you with uh, another exceptional person from my network thank you so much katrina and for all of you who join us this morning to have your coffee with us Thank you guys for listening. And if you're looking for somebody to help you step up your team performance and boost your productivity, make sure to check out stoyanyankov.com for online workshop solutions and programs designed to help you go through the current situation in a smoother manner. Stay safe and keep moving forward.